I'll be quick with this introduction because we covered everything that people tend to put as a double take in the intro to guest episodes when then the guest introduced themselves so I don't really have to use the intro to introduce them. I just wanted to introduce the theme of the episode because that's not something we really touch upon in this season if you have been listening so far thank you if this is your first time welcome here it's my pleasure to be able to talk with you all every week about things that i'm incredibly passionate about and this season more than usual because i'm bringing together art magic and creativity which are three of my favorite things and quite literally what i get out of bed for in the morning and what's keeps me alive even if that sounds really dramatic I mean the Leo in heaven at 29 degrees which is the Leo degree of Leo and the anoretic and the karma degree so I mean you see where I take it from anyway jokes aside or not really depending your take on whether I define astrology or astrology defines me it's um something that I really want to drive home and something I'm extremely passionate about but tends to come out more into the kind of stuff that I do like interviews with other people and my work that I do outside of this podcast rather than what I speak about on this show I'm extremely passionate about embodiment and yeah I have been raised Catholic that's probably not news to most of you and that meant from a very early age I have been disconnected from my body and it's too long to go into that uh, kind of topic especially in an introduction but also I dare say in a podcast episode on its own but it was important for me to get guests on this season to help us bring down what can be easily a conceptual kind of knowledge and it can be easy to forget that when we talk about art we are not just talking about the visual arts which is what most people think we think of painting and sculptures and of course photography I'm a photographer that's probably the first thing that people would think when I bring that up but also theatre and acting in general and even like music and voice acting where you don't really have the person embodying the character except for their voice they're still arts and they're still coming from the same place of being able to create of our life force using different mediums, including ourselves. And one side of things that tend to be forgotten a lot is that if we're not feeling safe in our bodies, our connection to that sacral energy, that life force, whichever tradition you want to put it, with whichever terms you want to use to describe it, it will be severed because the body in a crisis in fight or flight of freeze or fawn responses cuts 
out and shuts down all of the things that are not important for our immediate survival. As much as I'd like to say that art is one of the most important things for humans' survival, it's kind of more like one of the things that you have for thriving. And so creativity is one of the things that goes away at the same time, even digestion goes away. So this episode may sound like it kind of coming out of left field, because we're talking about exercises and that kind of things, but I wanted to bring on someone who could speak into connecting to our bodies and doing it in a way that is accessible to hopefully most people, because obviously I am aware that there's chronic illnesses and disabilities and all sorts of conditions that mean a lot of the talk of exercise and movement is very privileged and so hopefully this is something that most of you will be able to relate to and put into practice and if not do let me know because that's a conversation I believe is is important to be had And anyway, so that's the rationale for how we came to have this topic as part of this season on art, magic and creativity. I hope that you enjoy this conversation and I'll speak to you tomorrow actually for our star news. Until then, keep living in wonder. Welcome to the Starry Sky and Witchy Things podcast. I'm Alexis, your new witchy BFF. I'm known as Asteria in witchy circles. I'm a photographer by day and start obsessed urban witch by night. Sometimes the opposite, often both at once. And I'm as star obsessed as Natsuki Shinomiya in Utapri. Or just a warning, there would be loads of otaku references. I'm a Capricorn Sun, Scorpio Moon and Scorpio Rising. Probably a Lyran Star Seed a tarot lover, and all of my lipsticks have a spell on them. I started this podcast to share my passion and the empowerment and self-love that Cosmic Witchcraft brought into my life. Come every Thursday for captivating conversations about life, business and magic that blend the practical with the woo. I bring you all-out history geek solo episodes and amazing guests to explore the ways in which we can bring more enchantment into our lives. Ready to live life limitless? Then let's dive into today's episode. So Thank you so much for coming on the show and for your patience, because uh, my listeners will not know just how much trouble we had for the past 20 minutes trying to get this to actually work and not have an echo of my microphone. So now, good time. Finally, I've been breathing down, coming down. And I will actually let you introduce yourself a little so that I can actually stop laughing because <laughs> that's my reaction to this entire disaster. Go ahead, Mikhail. Okay, so yeah, Mikhail is the original Hebrew version of my name. 
in the English-speaking world, I am known as Michael Landau. That's fine. Um, I've been a professional mus musician for 30 years, sitting at the piano, accompanying my students uh, with their repertoire. And on the side, I um, was also a Feldenkrais practitioner, which is um, it's a method of mindful movement and learning through movement. It helped me survive and thrive as a musician. And I've always been giving classes and kind of, it was a, a sidekick. And about three, four years, just before the pandemic, I decided to leave the university. I had enough um, hours at the piano and decided to dedicate myself to Feldenkrais work. And uh, very soon, when I started to figure out what it means to be uh, an independent kind of entrepreneur, uh, the pandemic hit and I am, everything went online. Like I couldn't give classes anymore. So then I started developing a way to work with people online on the screen. Um, so the thing I came up with in 2020 that is still going on now is a movement practice that is very short, uh, a mindful moment, three minutes long, that you do every day. And it became kind of a, a sequence of uh, videos that I kept uh, producing until I uh, had a full year of sessions. So I have now 365 uh, video sessions of three minutes um, that became a, a membership. And the idea is to apply the, the learning process that we can do through movement. The, the way we, le we all learned like crazy when we were zero years old, the first two years of, of life, we, we were learning machines and we learned through mu uh, movement. This is like the, the, the main uh, ambient in which we produce change in our brain. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> this was a, a long introduction of who I am, but this, this is my, what I'm passionate about right now. Ah, that was a perfect introduction. Actually, <laughs> we ended up not needing an icebreaker with all of the tech troubles, but I always pull a tarot card for my guests. And today I pulled Strength Reversed. I can show you here. Okay, and tell me what it that means. Really resonates because I love how on, on your website your brand name is Persistent Growth. Yeah. And I like that vibe of inner strength. So strength card in reverse is applied the themes of the card, which is quite obviously strength, and making it about something that's inside of us. It's our inner strength, our moral strength, and I like that. It may not seem, it feels really gentle to me, even before I met you mm. as, as a name, because growth implies that you're kind of in transition all the time, that you're kind of trusting the timing of things. Things grow in their own time, and persistency is about sticking to it and not letting it mean anything about you if you're not growing fast enough, which is what this society seems to be pushing on people 
So I will mm. connect that to what you were saying about the three minutes a day, because that sounds so unlike everything that our societies tell us. We have all of these really long workouts and we glorify the days at the gym and we don't really think of movement in a more holistic way, which is what you do. So would you like to expand on that? Yeah, yeah. So by now, we pretty much know that we are, we're in a, a very sedentary society. We move too little, we need movement, and movement is very health, healthy for us and necessary, and being sedentary is bad for us. This is pretty clear, and I don't have to expand on that. But the, the remedy that we have created, like the invention of, of exercise, I mean, exercise is a modern invention. Our ancestors didn't exercise. They moved a lot, they did what they had to do, and when they could, they rested. So we're kind of built in to rest when we can. The thing is that, that nowadays we sit in front of the computer for many hours to work, and then we need a rest. So <laughs> there's obviously too, too little movement. So, so what we did with the invention of exercise and gym and workout is um, taking the mechanics of movement that are very necessary. We need cardio, we need flexibility, we need muscle force. Th these are the mechanical uh, aspects of movement. And of course, they are very necessary. Um, but we need to, um, to give our body the, the mechanical um, workout. But very often, the, our mind, the rest of us, like it, as if the body was this machine that, that needs to go to the mechanic once in a while, uh, it is not connected to who we are. So it's just the mechanic aspect of movement. And this is kind of an insult to our brain, really. Um, I mean, we have a magnificent brain and move, we actually have a brain in order to move. Only animals that, that have voluntary movement have brains. So movement is really ingrained in, in our existence, in who we are, and of course also in the way we learn, in the way we change, evolve, and become better. So that's the whole idea of persistent growth is, the, is to step onto this path of the, that movement allows us to always change, evolve, become better, do do better what we, um, what we love doing. Um, so, so movement is not really mechanical for me. It's, a, it's, an, it's an environment in which we can grow. And that's the way I use it. It's kind of a, it's a holistic approach to, to movement. That's wonderful. And if I can slightly circle back, the thing that struck me when we first connected is that you have been a musician for over 30 years. And I was looking for people who have this knowledge of like the somatic aspects of things because I'm dedicating these seasons of the podcast to creativity and arts. And so you mm -hmm. actually know firsthand just the connection between the body, the soul and the mind in from an artist's perspective. And I already forgot the name of the modality that is your primary modality you started with. You mentioned it, I think. Feldenkrais. Feldenkrais. That, yeah. Yeah, it seems to be really popular with actors. And so I, I assume that become, something that resonate, yeah. Yeah, resonates with artists in general. It's a 
in your experience how you got there or not related to your music? Yeah, the Feldenkrais method um, is it really has applications in in all areas of life because it is very open. It it doesn't. Uh, the, the, of course, we know of some very famous mindful movement methods like uh, yoga or tai chi or things where, where you really um, take a look at yourself in movement and they are holistic. But um, the difference in the Feldenkrais method and in persistent growth in my <laughs> interpretation of it also is that um, we're not trying to reach any movement goal in itself so so you don't have to reach a pose you don't have to do it to to make your movement bigger or better or or um you're not after a movement goal the goal is to use movement in order to grow holistically so um so it, it's pretty unique really the the feldenkrais method as the, the basis from which i take my inspiration and yeah, it's very, very popular in the last decades in music school, in art schools, in um, anything that has to do with high performance. Also, athletes who are not very uh, keen on slowing down and taking the time to look at small details, it's, it's going in there also. And it's, it's very useful because it, is, it really helps you perfect the tiny details the the basics of what you're doing how you hold yourself upright how you turn how you reach with your arms how you breathe uh how you deal with gravity it's like the the foundation of anything you do so it's very useful for for high performance thank you for that explanation just making a small comment before i circle back to your own interpretation of it is we are recording during Virgo season and in astrological terms that's this sign that deals with details and also regulates health as one of the themes so it mm. feels like this is a very Virgo themed episode even if I, it was not intended to be uh, I find this kind of quite cute synchronicities sometimes uh, everything seems to work out without trying to make it work yeah, so you, the, right, the right time to talk about it. Yeah, I like that you use, use the word inspiration for mentioning how you took the method because the three minutes seems such a powerful number from many, kind of from a spiritual perspective, it's one of the numbers that have the most potency and also it seems so small, but the whole point of your method it is that the small effort consistently doing it every day that's going to be leading up to a change. We'd like to kind of expand a little bit on that. Yeah, so it, it probably aligns with my, <laughs> with my temperament. Um, I, I didn't choose three minutes uh, because of, of some spiritual meaning of the number, but I looked for, um, for a period of time in which the minimal period of time in which something can happen. I've been, when I, after three, 30 years of being an employee, becoming an entrepreneur without really meaning to, I found out that I had no idea how to organize my time. So this was part of my search at the, at the time, like 
how do I create habits that are possible to to stick with um, so that I can know how to do my work, how to organize my, my time, how to be with my family, how to know when, I, when I'm done for the day. I mean, I, I never had to think about it being an employee. I just had my timetable. So uh, this, this combined with the Feldenkrais method, with my um, approach to, to movement and to learning through movement. Um, so, so my idea was, and this was the beginning of the pandemic, right? So everybody was stressed. Everybody was uh, confined to their homes. So it had to be something that they can do. And any, any new habit, any new behavior that you want to implement in your life must be small. The, 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 our, our New Year's resolutions, we know they don't work. You, want, you, you have this um, humongous plan to uh, go to the gym three times a, a week for an hour and a half. It doesn't happen. You, you, it doesn't build into your life because it doesn't have a place there. So three minutes is really possible. And I found out, trying and working with my, with my pilot group <laughs> at the time, that three minutes do something. So you, you, you just stop, kind of put a parenthesis in, in your daily life and take a moment to look at yourself and you do something. So I instru my instructions um, go each day to a specific movement. So you look at the movement, you look at yourself in movement, you look at the small details, you kind of slow down. And in three minutes, something happens. You really um, notice some difference. It is small. It is not spectacular. You, you're not going to write uh, to, to, to win an award for it, but you keep it. It's possible to keep it going every day because it's just three minutes. And when you do this little tiny change, little improvement every day, the growth is exponential. And that's the, the idea of persistent growth. You stick with it. It is easy to do because it's three minutes. Um, I try to make it as easy as possible. You get an, an email, you click the link, and you just do it. You don't need any preparation. So the, the idea is to make it as accessible and easy and, and with the least resistance as possible. And you just take this tiny step every day. So that's, that's the, the idea of the three minutes. And it works. So people who stayed with me for, for some months, and they do a session every day, it's easy to do, and it's entertaining because it's a different one each day. It's not a routine. It's a, a tiny exploration in movement. And also a, a, a small moment of mindfulness, and we all need that too. It really, it also helps you focus. It helps you uh, know how to do this, like to stop the, the noise, the, the external noise, the internal noise in your mind, and just slow down and take a look. You do this for three minutes, every day and things change so it turned out to be really effective it's a really beautiful segue into well i kind of like to talk about the entrepreneurship side of things because i kind of resonate i had such a hard time trying to get to that mindset <laughs> oh, yeah. no we went to stop specifically i can just work and work and work but yeah when you're talking about how the movement then opens up the space in your mind, the clearance, the fact that it is mindful. I think 
mindfulness has entered like the mainstream as a concept and it's always associated with meditation that is sitting down and trying to clear your mind and not realize the idea of becoming a, <clears throat> excuse me a witness to your thoughts which is kind of strange and difficult to explain to people i think that movement bypasses that idea that you have to be a witness to anything that's going on is that something in in your experience that is helped with in my experience i've i've had a, a long way with a buddhist a buddhistic uh, practice and i I tried to meditate and I had some periods in which I could meditate. I find it really difficult to just sit and look at my breath and look at my mind and not do anything. I, it is difficult and I know it's difficult for many people. So um, the, the, being mindful of your movement, for one um, thing, it is easier because you are doing something. And you can still be mindful. I mean, the, the, the term mindfulness, it has become um, a synonym with a specific kind of um, meditation, like sitting meditation and looking at the breath. But really, actually, in my first uh, studies uh, of Buddhism, mindfulness was just a, a component of what we are doing when we are meditating, of, of the whole teaching. So mindfulness is, is a state of mind where you um, try to slow down the inner noise in your mind and look at it. So when you look at what's happening in your mind, um, you become also the, the witness, as you said, and, and it is possible to, to tame the horse, as they say, in, in the, to tame the wild horse of your mind. So, so it's, it's in, in your service and not leading the way wherever it wants. And um, doing it with movement is easier and also allows you to, uh, to improve the way you move, which is the way you manifest yourself in the world. So it's kind of you're, you're playing with on, on both uh, fields at the same time. And, you, and it, part of what this practice does, if you do it every day, I mean, you can, it's always nice if you can dedicate half an hour or an hour as some... Medi meditators do but if you do it for three minutes it also creates a, a practice that that, that uh, grows with time you become better at it so it becomes easier to to slow down your mind and take a look at yourself which is a mindful practice so actually what i, I describe what what i teach as mindful movement it is a mindful practice clearly thank you that's beautiful so speaking of the nice um, coincidences that you use the concept of how we manifest in, in the world, how we show up, because I feel like a broken record every time and having conversation with other people have been interviewed for another podcast uh, as the guest. And I'm always talking about embodiment lately. It's kind of like a, such a big thing. I think that there's such a big thing in, like, in entrepreneurship especially but in business in general so like career-oriented people about mindset and mindset hacks and all of these kind of things and it's all this go-getter energy and it's quick to sell a mindset 
thing that you say, you're going to change the way you think and everything's going to change. And nobody really thinks much about creating space and slowing down and, as you say, being mindful and the fact that our bodies are how we show up in the world, so we should be taking care of them rather than pushing them towards a goal. So it's kind of interesting because I have a much younger audience than the people you tend to work with. It's, it's mm-hmm. mostly a, a audio-only podcast, but I've probably seen the social media clips. We see we have a slight difference mm-hmm. in age. It's difficult to tell, but it's um, kind of sometimes people get to an age, and I see that in my parents, that they didn't, haven't taken care of themselves for a really long time putting me and my brother first and never really thinking of themselves. And now that's compounded and biting them back. So I think it's kind of important for people my age and even younger to start thinking in the long term that we are our biggest treasure. And if we're investing in our pension, we also should be investing in the body that's going to have that pension. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the good news is it's never too late. So really, you can, you can improve, move better, feel, have less pain, less uh, stiffness at any age if you just uh, take the time and the, and the attention to attend to it. Because we really have this, this enormous ability to learn as, as humans. It is amazing how uh, malleable we are. And um, yeah, I tend to... Um, my audience tends to be more mature because uh, older people uh, probably find it easier to slow down. Like I remember myself as a, in my 20s, <clears throat> um, I, I probably had less inclination to do that. But, um, <clears throat> but I'm, now, now I'm just, uh, these weeks, I'm working with a, a group of uh, stage artists in, as a part of a, <clears throat> of a voice project, a voice, oh. for the, voice for the stage. So it's a group of young people and they're interested and they're in a process of learning. So they're very uh, receptive. It works very well with, at any age, of course. You, you want to improve something, slow down and take a look at what you're doing. It makes sense, only it's kind of counterintuitive in our culture, as you say. We're all running, trying to run faster and, and do more so that we can get more and quicker. Um, it, it has a price and it doesn't really work very well because uh, improvement requires attention. So yeah. you need time for attention. Yeah, I would can like make drop moment and then just kind of like leaving it here but you've been kind enough to offer to actually guide us into a short exercise and since you're here as part of this season about creativity and that's something I hope everybody will be referring back to over and over but especially in those times where you're having a creative block and you're thinking no as you're saying we need to slow down to go further and faster. So if you're ready or... Yeah, yeah. So this was... It was the magic of editing. It would make you sound like you were ready straight away. (laughs) 
I'm I'm ready. So the um, yeah, my offer was to to lead you through a something like a three minute session. I'm not looking at my clock, but it will be short, so that you have an idea of what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're sitting, you just come to the front of your chair so that you're not leaning back. So just sit sit up normally. Don't try to do anything. If you're standing, it will also work. So. Uh, if you're listening and you're on your feet, don't look for a chair, doesn't matter. So what we are going to do is um, tilt our head a little bit to bring the right ear closer to the right shoulder and come back. So you go just to the right and you, and you leave your gaze um, forward. So you're just tilting sideways. You don't turn. This is what we call a side bending. You can imagine your neck rounding a little to the right and come back. Do this a few times. Okay. <clears throat> and now do the same, but you're going to lift a little the left shoulder and bring down a little the right shoulder. So we're still side bending, but we're involving more of ourselves, right? now. So now your chest also rounds itself sideways a little bit and try to leave your your, your two sitting bones on the chair or if you're standing try to not move much your pelvis so there's actually so you're not going to the side side like a stick but actually your spine is rounding curving to the side and come back <clears throat> so you go and come back you can imagine your spine doing this little curve to the right. Okay, if you're sitting, now there's a third, um, <clears throat> a third step. So you keep doing the same, but now you push the floor a little more with your right foot and lift the right sitting bone a little from the chair. So now you're involving also your pelvis and your lower back in the same curve. Okay, so you have uh, your whole spine. You can imagine the shape of your spine as it changes and curves to the right from the bottom, from your pelvis, because you're changing your, you're tilting your pelvis, lifting a little bit the right sitting bone. Okay, so you have a long curve. Try to make it, to imagine it as a, as a regular curve. So each two vertebrae have some kind of tilt between them. Okay, so maybe we're not in the, into the three minutes yet. So now one more step. Put your left hand on top of your head. So your left elbow points to the left and keep doing the same. So your whole spine tilts and now your left elbow lifts towards the ceiling because it goes with your head, right? Your head tilts to the right. Your left hand is on the top of your head. So your left elbow is part of the movement. And you can feel how your whole left side lengthens and opens up. Your, your ribs, like an accordion, open up on your left side. They close up a little on your right side. So you're playing the accordion. Okay. Let go of it, just sit at the front of your chair without leaning, and just once, 
tilt your head to the right, bring your right ear closer to your right shoulder, bring your left ear a little closer to your left shoulder. Notice the difference and see if you can feel your spine a little more clearly. So this is it. Well, probably around three minutes. I didn't look at the clock, but it's, it's short and it's an exploration in movement. And probably you could feel something. And now if you look at how you breathe, you may even feel that your left lung is a little bigger than the right one because we, we, we opened it up. It's possible. Yeah. Maybe not. It, it's not obligatory, but uh, maybe something changed. Yeah, no, I can feel it when you try doing the left side. So I have these problems, sorry to go slightly personal. So every time there's kind of like these body scans type meditations and thing, it kind of like relax your muscle. And I just kind of like, I have no idea if it's tense, but if it's relaxed, I can't feel any different. So I, but now I feel it. It's the difference between one side and the other. So yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, so what happens in, in those three minutes, like they are different every day. So whichever movement, the, the material for exploration is infinite. We have so many possibilities and you can always play with it. So really we could go on forever and not repeat <laughs> exactly the same thing. So it's not this particular exploration that is important. It is just the fact that you looked at yourself in movement and something happened. And of, of course we can assume that you didn't change anything in in your structure nothing changed physically something changed in your brain in your organization of movement in your uh, inner maps that coordinate movements so in your mind shall mm. we say yeah it's, that, it's that's, that's, what, that's what that's the growth that i'm seeing mm. happening with time and that's a big part of where the magic happens. It's the mind. Mm. So thank you so much. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share before we go on with our days? It's here in a beautiful <laughs> place, I, I presume, since I know where you're based. So you might want to be going and enjoying. Yeah, well, um, um, a recommendation. Do something like that. So stop, create a parenthesis, make it a habit to stop to, and look at yourself, sense yourself. And if you do it in movement, it's easier really than just sitting there. So why not making it easy? <laughs> and, and do something, look at your breathing, turn, uh, get up from your chair and sit back and do it mindfully. So really look at yourself. And, if you do it for one minute, you're creating some mindful space that is um, apart from the daily life where we're always uh, trying to achieve things and, and perform. Because, of course, we have to perform. We need uh, to get things done in our life. So, so most people really don't do it ever. And um, it, it is a choice. You have to choose to do it. And it's really easy. But you have to stick with it. And then really um, things start to change. This is it. <laughs> that was a perfect final note. 
Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to this going live and everything to find you online and your website and joining your membership and everything will be in the show notes. Just mostly a reminder to me to remind you if I don't get it. So thank you very much. Hope you have a lovely rest of your day. And it's been an absolute pleasure to be with you this thank afternoon. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for the space you are creating here. Thank you for listening to the Starry Sky and Witchy Things podcast. A huge thank you to Jenna Sword at Jenna S-O-A-R-D on Instagram for the cover art and Papa Planet for the music. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to be notified when a new one comes out, please subscribe on your platform of choice. And if you really love it, leave a five-star rating and review, which will help me be found by more people who will enjoy it too. Also, feel free to share it on social media and with anyone you think should give it a shot. You can send your questions and comments to my email starryskypodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at starryskypodcast. And you can also subscribe to my monthly newsletter at witchymusings.substack.com where I share reflections and tips about the astrological seasons. Until next time!